0: Have some balls.
1: There's been too much hysteria about some of our results. That is a chance that Petra should come in.
0: Hello and welcome back to Just Another Football Podcast. I've gotta be honest, this is the second take. The first take didn't record, so we're doing it all again. Like we didn't we went quite far in the episode and then yeah. Just so you know, there's context there, but it was uh, it was a pretty special day yesterday because there was uh, just another football podcast derby, Chelsea, Arsenal, and it finished two two, and we love the two two score line on here, love it, Desmond. But I get the feeling, or I got the feeling, then seeing how the game played out, and I'm gonna be honest, I missed the whole window because I had to do something for work. That both teams are gonna or will have been let down by the result because Chelsea on the one hand losing a two goal lead and Arsenal on the other hand um you know drawing a game they definitely should have won given the current circumstances of both sides, but did you see it that way Fergo? the other side of it could have been well, we got a point against Arsenal we couldn't hmm. do this against the like on Nottingham Forest earlier in the season which side which side do you see it
2: I see it um that it's two points dropped. With, to be little up in the game, fifteen minutes or so left uh, against anybody, uh, you'd expect Chelsea to to win that. I and mean, then mm. the manner of the goals was was disappointing. Um, it's the first time I think Sanchez has made a big mistake for us. Um, and now there's probably question marks over over uh, does he come in? Petrovic is there? Selena's on loan.
0: Yeah. You read my mind. I was, about to, I was about to bring up the goalkeeper situation later on, but I want to uh, listen from Harry well again because we have to do this for the second time. Harry, um, the other side of uh, looking at the result is like, oh, we were, we were 2-0 down. We managed to get a point. It's better than nothing. Still up there in touch with the, with the lead uh, in the top of the table. Do you see it that way or you had to win basically?
1: didn't have to win it's october i think i think generally there's been too much hysteria about some of our results this season and performances oh, okay. as well um like don't get me wrong we weren't good in this game this is comfortably our worst display of the season
0: yeah
1: um we probably should have lost it's the first game of this season i would say that actually we probably nicked a point or nicked a result when not potentially deserving it. um but it's it's october and we still haven't lost like no game is must win in october yeah no game is must win this early in the season if you start getting into that kind of attitude then how how on earth are you going to last till may like there's so much football left to be played um and 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 equally like if you'd said to me okay well you're going to draw against man city and then beat chelsea you could argue we've actually done it the better way round because we've taken three points off city and okay we've drawn here but looking at chelsea looking at the way they played like i know you mentioned they had struggles earlier in the season but they've obviously come into a bit of form they have found a, a template that gives them more success i think in these sort of games and looking at this game looking at the game against liverpool i think they're they're going to be a hard team to go and beat at stanford bridge so it's one of those like we didn't play well mm. we you have to just take a point and move on I, I honestly would have taken a point before the game like i'm not i'm not naive to the fact that any game against the top six side away from home or top seven if you want to put newcastle in like it's tough they're gonna be difficulties involved and i think even last season like we played chelsea away we absolutely wiped the floor with them really they were dreadful we were really good it was still only one nil which tells you that these are hard games to go and actually win yeah so i think you have to just take the point and move on um we still haven't lost yet and I think we're kind of was trying to find the right balance between controlling games and, and and actually offering enough threat. And I think at this moment in time we haven't quite got that. But I think the personnel is there to change it. So not overly concerned. I think you can only start really be getting concerned if you start doing it on a consistent basis. And I actually think we've had quite hard games to this point. So yeah, it is what it is. Just got to keep rolling with the punches.
0: I want to bring it back to the goalkeeper point because uh we were like kind of live reacting to the game uh, as it as it happened or you guys where I wasn't really watching. But um George went when will Chelsea find a keeper who isn't a moron? And then he went on to say again, um it's on the keeper that when when uh, you told you said it's on the keeper, Harry. Um George yep. responded uh he's shite. I thought he would at least be good at commanding an area with his height, but he is shite. Georgi Petrovic Mm -hmm. is a better goalkeeper than um, Robert Sanchez. Uh, And I say that because Petrovic was... Like, if New England Revolution are a one-man team, Georgi Petrovic was the one-man. Like, he was that good. He he was one of the keepers that would carry a team. Uh, and then you also have Sonina coming from Chicago Fire, uh, and I just wonder, from a selfish MLS standpoint, when will those guys get opportunities? And aren't they yeah. more deserving, at least Petrovic, than Robert Sanchez? Yeah, they, they definitely
2: have the have a chance of of um, of getting if like if he keeps that sort of performance up. I do I don't think he's been so too bad for Chelsea, but um, I think yeah that 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 is. A chance that Petrich could come in, maybe, maybe it might be a cup game that he, he comes into, but um he, he definitely should be given a go if if that's if this is Sanchez's level or Sanchez has the potential to have a shocker like he did. Um, yeah. How, what do you think about your goalkeeper Harry? Because he, somebody, yeah, he just, yeah, great. Do you think he should have saved the? The Mudrick goal, it, it's one of those ones Mendy had one against West Ham a while ago for Chelsea. Yeah. It was a bit similar, catches you off guard, it happens. Yeah. Mudrick, Mudrick didn't know where it was going, so how, no, like, how not, could Ryan? Not
1: buying what he's selling after the game one bit, absolutely not having it whatsoever that he looked up and saw the keeper. It. It's like someone said to him after the goal, oh, by the way, make this point, and you know. You, you might actually,
2: oh, we, you might actually I, sell the idea that you mentioned. You see to. him look up and he doesn't. There's an angle that's like shot from behind from the behind goal. Behind him? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and there's and an angle from see, behind him. Well, the, the one facing him uh, from behind the goal and he looks up, um, but looks in the box. He doesn't look anywhere near the goal, so
1: no i, I like not, not. kevin de bruyne could have said that he meant that and i wouldn't have believed him like it, it just isn't yeah. the percentage play to try and do that on your weak foot. like there's just no way um from the goalkeeper's perspective i i thought it was quite hot like doing but there's stuff he did in this game that i don't like i mean he nearly gave you a third goal just through yeah. passing it out in completely the wrong situation oh, um, I definitely should again have like should have scored he did well to actually recover it but yeah i thought on that one it was a little bit harsh like what you see with him he has a very high starting position on crosses so there was one in the north london derby which is very similar where i think it was pedro poro like skewed one across from the right and he ends up again because he's quite far out of his goal he kind of claws it back into play and they actually score kind of it gets recycled out they come back in and they score which I didn't, I didn't like that one, and it's because I think obviously he's he's on the smaller side for a keeper, and therefore to be as good as he is on crosses, statistically, like he yeah. does well on crosses, and the reason is because he starts quite high. Now, yes. this one, I, I, it's it's a freak goal, like it really does drop right under the crossbar. So I think yeah. even if he's deeper, given his height, I think most keepers like you get caught out by that. If I'm honest, I, I think I, where I will start to get more concerned. Is if, is if teams are sort of clocking onto it, recognising that he comes up with his goal and actually start taking chances, because then you might have an issue. Um, but I think that the, the bigger issue with him at the minute is we've played, I think, six or seven games now with him in, in goal in the league, or it might be six or seven in all comps, five in the league. And he's kind of been really good against the bad teams like very comfortable against everton comfortable against bournemouth comfortable against psv but actually when we've played some better teams we played chelsea and played man city and played spurs and even lens in the champions league he's looked uncomfortable so like at the minute he looks like a bit of a flat track bully to me it's sort of like when we play worse teams that actually aren't very good at pressing he pings it around for fun um but actually when he's getting put under the pump he's looked a bit nervous as good as he can be with his long distribution and i actually think once havertz came on he found him a few times as he did against man city as well i think he's good when you give him a focal point yeah but it it, the problem with keepers is the second they start making mistakes and looking a bit nervy and transmitting that nervous energy it becomes it becomes a problem it it really does like you it's something you feel when you're in the ground in person and it probably would have been similar yesterday for for Sanchez because even before he makes the mistake, there was a couple of other crosses where he was flapping about. He gave one away. Like there was, there were moments where you felt like he could make a mistake that could get us back into it. Then he does, and he is a keeper that even when you watch him at Brighton, and he did some good stuff. Like you always felt like he had a mistake in him. So that's something that concerns me about our keeper, and I think Chelsea be concerned as well because. He is error-prone, and you don't want an error-prone goalkeeper.
2: No. I, I, I do wonder, like, in this next summer, like, with all the money that Chelsea spent, like, are they, are they going to go out and get, maybe in January, are they going to go out and sign somebody? Um, or are they happy with the, the potential amongst the, the goalkeepers that they have in that, in Selena and, and on loan, the and then Petrovic, interested to see how that goes? Because uh, Sanchez definitely felt like a a, a cheaper signing stop gap, stop gap yeah. yeah.
0: No, I, d- I don't think signing another goalkeeper would be. Couldn't There's only do one I would be like
2: definitely. like definitely, and that would be Mike Manuel if we got him. But mm. yeah, we'd Mike probably Manuel. need to break the the transfer record for goalkeepers. Break it in
1: another position. Just add it to the list. Yeah.
0: Yes. Yeah, yeah. Let's go for it. Uh, Alison Becker is the current record holder for most expensive keeper. Or has that been broken? No,
1: Kepa wasn't. Can't, I? Yeah. Oh, Kappa Yeah. yeah. C- oh, Kappa was more. Yeah. Yeah. Very there cool you go. Sport. Break their own record. Uh, yeah.
0: yeah. There you go. Uh, we. I wanna. I wanna touch on the general shape uh, because <laughs> during our first take, you brought up an interesting point, Harry, about the balance of the balance of midfield. Um, it was Jorginho and Odegaard and Rice in front of him great goal by Rice despite the error. Uh and you were talking about the the just the balance of it and uh one or two moments with Jorginho that um you know showed why it wasn't good. Uh, why? May- basically make the point again. Harry.
1: <laughs> make uh, the point again. Um <laughs> it wasn't ju- it was a it was a con it was a con- contribution of all four probably. And Rice got better actually once he moved into uh Jorginho's position but the midfield four if you want to call it that because Zinchenko ends up in midfield as well so I include him in that Mm -hmm. um they were very poor on the ball I mean that that when you pick a midfield like that what you're asking for is to be technically secure you don't pick a midfield like that if you want it to be a sort of transition um run round get you know be leggy sort of midfield you don't pick Mm -hmm. Jorginho and Odegaard and Zinchenko to do that so you want them to keep the ball now obviously it was a very wet day i don't think conditions helped it looked a very kind of boggy slow pitch and we got caught out by that a couple of times but like equally it's the same for them as it is us and they passed it better than we did when they had it um must
0: remember it was raining
1: it was raining (laughs) (laughs) yeah um we we you, you pick a midfield like that to be good on the ball and they weren't good on the ball and they couldn't get it through so like even the second goal um chelsea if you watch that passage of play the, the half kicks off we have the ball for about two minutes and and we're passing it around passing it around shoehorning it around shoehorning it around side to side and we don't really go anywhere and then it comes to odegaard he gives it away and they transition kind of what they were waiting to do all game kind of mm. sitting in quite a compact shape and trying to spring on us and and that's how they you know looked threatening but that was that kind of categorized our problems for the game which is that we just didn't have the punch to play through them and i was saying before like i think we should have played over their midfield because if you look at it it's a very energetic midfield lots of legs in it um and it's one that basically is saying to you with the front three they picked as well we're going to just clog it up centrally and steal the ball and they and they constantly did and i think when you pick a midfield like that and you're playing against a midfield like that i would have had probably havertz and I thought Saka might be injured as well, which can maybe factors into this. But
2: yeah.
1: Havertz would would have been a good option in this game to play up front because he just gives us more of a focal point. So, in the games he's played up front, and I think of the two Man City games, he comes on as a sub in the last one and the Community Shield. We were able to play over their press because he makes the ball stick because he's quite tall, he's decent in the air. Like it's sort of a couple of things he's better at. And I think even when he came on you saw the second goal comes from it playing a little bit more directly into him and then kind of pinching the second ball and playing from there um and i just think jorginho he played obviously because he was good against man city but different game Dif- different requirements in that game where you're going to have about as much of the ball as man city if not they'll have slightly more of it so like your distances are going to be different yeah. chelsea obviously were trying to get us in transition and and you just get presented with this horrible situation where Jorginho is in wide open space in midfield, which you just you don't want to anywhere near that. I mean, they just ran the legs off him. Yeah. So it wasn't the right shape. I think it was quite clear, quite quickly. I mean, obviously, Zinchenko comes off at half time. Uh, Jorginho comes off about 65 minutes. And I think that told you that it wasn't working. Um, but we managed to get a result and you can kind of learn from it. But I think it's just an example of... The right team for one game is not then necessarily going to be the right team for the next game. And, and we've been better this season at recognising the opposition we're playing against and, and sort of altering the team a bit. And I just think in this one, he, he showed a little bit too much loyalty to to someone in Jorginho that had a good game in the last game, but it was an entirely different proposition in this one and it wasn't the right selection.
0: Fergal, it looked like... You were winning fairly comfortably, considering it's against Arsenal. As Harry said, the the midfield kind of match, it sounds like Chelsea had the kind of upper hand on that one. What happened in the last 15 minutes? What went on? Why did you concede the two goals? Of Sanchez that? passed yeah, the Rice. Yeah, that's a good point.
2: And then, but that, that that's the moment I think it. I honestly think it just comes down to that moment. because it, It's a yeah. momentum shift, um, and like Arsenal right up up for it then, and um, I think Kenny comes on and causes trouble then. Like once once they've actually got the equaliser, um, and they they nearly could have went on and won it. If that there was fifteen more minutes to that game, I think Arsenal. Yeah, we the look really likely I think we look more. Um, likely and um yeah it was just it's disappointing it's um it's just i i think i don't i just check i'm pretty sure J- reese james came on and i he he was on the pitch for the yeah it was right it was Arsenal right he was he yeah.
1: was you can see him in shot
2: yeah and i i thought it was strange that he wasn't put to right back and mar gusto be the one that Further forward, uh, out of the two, or, okay, or in midfield. So
0: when Rhys James came on, it was Reese James as the centre back and Malgus as the wing back. No, he was he was up he was up right in wing.
1: More, wing was more he midfield, came yeah.
2: Oh, yeah. okay. Um, I and it was it was obviously just to sort of shore up defensively. Maybe it's because Malgus was played a full ninety. You know, you don't want to move him in the midfield. You might not have the, the legs. But I thought. I, personally, I would have wanted to James in in, in, in like he's played centre back before. He's, he's like so defensively solid. I thought he'd be, he would have been better there. Um, hmm. but yeah, what? what but just to, um, another point. What do we think of the penalty that um for the oh, Steven I, 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 it's definitely a penalty in this day and age. But I, yeah, I still don't like to- it.
0: No. I'll I'll say yeah. I will say I will say this I will say this. Um, what was the game that happened today? Aston Villa and West Ham. Aston Villa had a penalty, like a very simple penalty decision. Kamara is just wrestled to the ground in the box by the byline, and they take so long to give the penalty. Like they give like there's a solid five seconds of the assistant looking at his assistant in fear. They they don't exactly know what to do. Just give it. Just give it. Don't be so afraid. Stop being so afraid of taking decisions. Have some balls. That's like that's yeah. the problem now. Is that they're all so afraid of just doing their job. Dude, like it even if you're even if like the the pressure of getting things wrong because of oh, the, the public backlash and how it's going to be you've reached the lowest possible point with the Liverpool Tottenham game like you will never have it any worse so just like just do your job and like whatever happens happens it can't be worse like the only way has to be up right and
1: if I, and if I, I, they
0: have some balls and stick to their guns that is a given as a penalty, which it shouldn't be a penalty because if you jump, your arms up, that's it's that simple, really.
1: Yeah, I I think the ha- the handball it is a penalty given the, the yeah. edict they're following. The, the problem yeah. is what we're actually basically saying is that that is a, a sufficiently egregious offence to give someone a free kick at the goal from twelve yards. It yeah. it, it doesn't. For me, when you look at something like that, the ball's headed at someone's arm, as you say, with the jumping in the air, your arm's gonna be in that position. I mean, anyone it's suggesting otherwise so, so, has never played yeah. the game. It, it's so I, close and as you say, that it's that half it, a yard. The header. Yeah. Yeah, it it's half a yard. I I saw people trying to make the argument that the header was going in. Not for me. Like if you watch it from behind, he kind of it he, 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 he hits his hand because he's kind of he's skewed off it. But what I would mm. say is you, you, you have in the same game a situation where a free kick comes into the box, Robert Sanchez comes out and absolutely yeah. cleans out. Robert, yeah. out. I, I, but the, my point with that is that you're basically saying that that is less of an offence than a point-blank header from half a yard away pinging into someone's hand. And it's almost like they've lost track. We've gone so far away from actually what the handball rule was brought in for because yeah. yeah, it was not yeah. this it was not this um yeah um, it, it,
2: it is really bizarre like and the San- the Sanchez moment I thought that that was going to be given like like if it's anywhere else on the pitch and someone's done that it's a, it's a foul mm. like you can't yeah. you can't come flying out and just flare yourself into someone's body and uh uh, I knock at the ball and then for not to be a foul. I think it was no, crazy goalkeeper, and... He
1: can use his hands in that situation. Like It's not even like well, an where It's another, on another one of my
2: PFPs that, that, that goalkeepers seem to get away with loads. I, I, I still don't fully don't get understand. why. I don't but...
1: understand why. Yeah, if anything, it should be the opposite because they're actually allowed to use their hands where no one else is. Yeah. It's... yeah it, it, it... No, look. I knew that was going to get given. You see, one replay, it's going to get given. It, it's, it's not the way that it's been refereed in this instance. It's the fact that the rule has become. It's like they're trying to manufacture penalties. I mean, that's what it feels like. They're trying to just give more penalties because there's just no way that what's happened then it it shouldn't lead to a penalty. It, It it just doesn't feel justified, but. It is what it is. got to just accept that you're going to get some. We got one against Spurs maybe a few weeks ago. Like the, it, that's the humble rule now. That's what it's become.
0: I, I just think they're, they are afraid so they just their decision making is broken because they don't know what to do. They don't know what to do um, because they're afraid of the reaction to what they decide rather than yeah. having a personality and go this is my decision yeah. and you're going to accept it and i think the general public unfortunately um because of var like the social media discourse has become so unaccepting of bad decisions because of var because of the fact that you can the referees can now watch replays of the incident um in addition to four referees being uh, there so it's yeah. um it's it, I hate the presence of VAR because of that, Uh, because there's just, there's just no way we have had nine Premier League game weeks so far, and we have discussed referees in seven of them and the eighth, we didn't have an episode, so we didn't. So yeah, I, 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 I just like, if you have a bingo card of just another football podcast in the future, just like whip it out. One of the boxes will have referee discourse. Check it every time before we start. But well, I really hope we there was one week where we don't get yeah. to talk about referees. Uh, but it's always the main talking point ju- because of that. Because mm-hmm. bad mistakes are worse. But anyway, there's more football that happened apart from uh, Liverpool Chelsea. Congrats on the two two ultimately. Chelsea uh, Liverpool uh, Everton. Sorry, um, might as well be Chelsea. Both wear blue and they're both bad. But Liverpool uh, fortunately won. I watched the first half, and then I had to go to work. We won 2-0. Mohamed Salah has contributed a goal to every single Premier League game, except one, the Tottenham game, where the goal was disallowed. It was his assist. But, man, uh, it's one of those where you you just have to say we're lucky to have him. Because I think the second finish... Not many strikers will have done that. I think a lot of strikers will have thought that Pickford is going to go across in time. The finish watching it really surprised me because Pickford, yeah, he's so far wide. But I think the majority of the strikers, if they're right-footed, they'll try to go across the goal. If they're left-footed, they'll try to take a touch and then finish it the other side just because they think Pickford's coming across. And I just think that type of finish into the near post is genius i don't know if you guys saw it that way but uh... I, did, I I
1: thought it was genius because i have him as captain on fantasy football so absolutely, i, I yeah, must that, admit that i was that absolutely
0: too. that too i was absolutely really loving
1: it leader. nice yeah. 32 pointer from him this week i mean what, what more can you possibly ask for um yeah wait yeah, like he did not have a good game either like it, yeah. it's one of those you watch it like so for cute. 90 minutes it, it's it's about as poor as i've seen him play and yet he scores the penalty, he gets a goal at the end. He's left the game with two goals. It's just like, it's what he does, isn't it? He'll always contribute something. Um, That's what the I best mean, players do. It, yeah. It, he, I mean, he's having a great season. He, he has a great season every year. I mean, it, it's, it's nothing new. Hard work, I thought Liverpool made of it. Like, they, they mm-hmm. it, it didn't click at all. And Everton were very resolute, I thought. They actually looked at their most vulnerable particularly before the red card, whenever they tried to actually come forward, and then the ball would break and they'd look really open at the back. But kind of after they went down to 10 men, obviously they they weren't going to be doing that. And they bunkered in effectively, looked hard to break down.
0: You say they looked most vulnerable before the red card, because I felt like their their approach was more positive than uh, it is normally. And I thought because they kind of figured out we can actually create chances, we just haven't been able to finish them. So we'll try to create chances. Like we'll keep playing the same way. Mm. But at the start of the second half, they subbed on Nathan Patterson for Dwight McNeil and Michael Keane for Jack Harrison. They parked it. Like they They did. They parked it. And watching the highlights, were there any chances apart from uh, another penalty shout? the the actual penalty that was given which what was michael Keane doing like f- effectively playing goalkeeper like leading on it with yeah. a right really yeah, arm that. like that can't do uh, like that. uh like mctominay against sheffield united as well they did a they
1: did really hard work of feeding sheffield united um they did and i needed them to get a result there as well i needed at least yeah. a draw from united this week for my last man standing that i'm currently in um so wasn't thrilled for once to actually see them make such hard work of a crap opponent.
0: Was Kanate supposed to get set off? Because I heard that, and I didn't actually get, like, the highlight could've. package from NBC didn't show it. So I didn't see it. Yeah, he could have
1: gone. He could have gone. I mean, it's a counter-attack. And, you know, uh, a Kanji went for quite a similar one against Brighton um, in the uh, Man City Brighton game. Um. Um, just kind of, you know, not not like no i'm egregious foul but you're stopping a counter-attack mm-hmm. and if you get booked for stopping a counter-attack you kind of can't complain so he could have gone
0: so Konate stopped a counter-attack and wasn't booked
1: yeah hmm intriguing fortunate he was fortunate definitely yeah. lucky boy
0: all right well villa 4 west Ham united one that just happened this morning as we record well this afternoon uk time Yesterday. Well, yesterday, if yeah. you're watching, uh, yeah. or, or listening on the day of release, of course. Um, Villa have won 11 games at home. Someone fact check this and goes to the comments, and, and maybe if you've listened this far, let me know in the comments. I saw this on Twitter, and I want to verify it. Did Douglas Luiz score in every home game since the king was coronated, or was made king? I saw this on Twitter, It's right? six
1: games in a row, so trace that back to whenever oh, that is. It, it could be. It, it's it, it, Probably. That yeah. could... It sounds like something that could be true. They they said on the commentary today he scored in six consecutive home games. So you'd assume oh, okay. that stretches back to last season, in which case that would be true.
0: Yeah. Oh, wow. I need to get him on fantasy. Did that completely... Uh, <laughs> went on the it takes pens. So
1: I mean, penalties yeah. prop that up a little bit. Um, okay. But having a good season I, I wish we'd signed him now because he was someone we were linked with last year and i kind of at the time didn't yeah. didn't yeah. want him i was quite glad that they kept rejecting our offers on deadline day but uh he's been very good for them since then rather um, have him over, over Jorginho with I that <laughs> i was just thinking that I that's just thinking yeah mind. might have been a might have been a you can see why they wanted him because he, he he's definitely a good player he he's definitely has his, his qualities yeah yeah, um do and he's chipping in with goals and Villa looked good. I mean, that's one of your better predictions this season actually is uh Villa I think you had them fifth. And they are, they are fifth. fifth at the minute. They and actually fifth. to be to be fair to them, they had quite a hard start to the season. because um, I was looking at their upcoming games and it kind of they've got us and Man City back to back at the start of December, but until then it's a pretty favourable run. So and both those games are at home as well. So and they they're very good at home as you mentioned, eleven wins in a row. Um It's kind of propping up their their form this season so far so they could be in the picture kind of going into the christmas period for certainly european qualifications but i don't think they'll be a mile off the top four if they do what you expect in those games and they've been good uh
0: i will say at this one i think this is a good chance to say so uh you know the uh the Premier league camp the the i was uh very fortunate to be part of this summer and I was—we kind of met with the coaches uh, that were there with us from the Premier League clubs for like a dinner before the the camp started. And I told them then that Villa are getting fourth, but then I changed my mind when uh, Liverpool beat <laughs> the signing. Um, well, no, I changed my mind when what happened? Something happened that made me change my mind. And then yeah. um, I went in my preseason predictions fifth. So.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's one of your better ones. I'm sticking with it. I'm, I'm not going to mention one.
0: I am sticking with. I'm not
1: going to. There's still time. There's still time for it all to blow up. Yeah. Um, uh, I can't there is time. But I think
0: it. the Premier League table reads: Man City 21, Arsenal 21, two uh, goal, two goal difference there. Liverpool 20th with nine played. Tottenham play Luton Town on Monday night. So tonight, if Fulham. you're listening, oh uh, they playing? Oh yeah, Fulham. Sorry, they are playing Fulham. Um. So,
2: didn't you mention Luton?
0: Or Benny scored. Yeah. Oh, I see Congrats. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Tottenham to that. They got to twenty three. Uh, and then Aston Villa are on nineteen points. So Villa are two points off the top as of right now, as of recording. Mm. Um. And then there's they got three... Luton next week. They... as well. There we go. And there's a. Three I know that because they're going to be my next
1: selection. So they better, they better make it 12 yeah. wins in a row. They better make it
0: 12. Oh, you know they're going to lose now. Uh, there's oh, a no. three-point difference between Villa and Newcastle. And then it's kind of a group of 16, 15, 14, and then 12, 12, 11. So even reading now, if it trends that way, there is a good difference between Villa and Newcastle. And given their upcoming games, Villa are playing Luton, as you said, and then Nottingham Forest, of uh, the Conference League, Fulham, and then Tottenham. So there's... Uh, there's that three-game stretch in the league where they have a really good chance of solidifying like their European place, uh, as it were, before playing the yeah. one of the harder games of the season, of course. Um, but yeah, very, very good season from them so far, as I predicted. Shall we look ahead to the Champions League? To uh, Champions League week this Tuesday and Wednesday. Um, Anything in particular we looking forward to here? There's PSG Milan. That's obviously... oh, That's that's a really good one.
1: Newcastle oh. Dortmund as well in that group. Newcastle, I mean, that Newcastle group's Dortmund, just great well, yeah. games all around.
0: Newcastle um, Dortmund is happening at the same time as PSG Milan. Oh my. i going to have to... Well, they're in the
1: same group. So yeah, it's yeah. that's kind of usually what happens. They, um, yeah. There's good games all around in that one. That um, yeah. game's important, I will say. Uh, we've got Sevilla. Yeah. they in Sevilla. They've just got a new manager. They drew... With Real Madrid on Saturday, one all. Um, I saw it was quite funny actually because Ramos was up to his kind of usual tricks, and obviously Real Madrid were on the receiving end of it for yeah. once. And uh, there was something like, has got isn't it?" Yeah, yeah. Um, he was up to his trick. I mean, I just, uh, I'm quite fearful of that game actually because because we lost that game to Lens. The, the group's become very tight all mm. of a sudden, and if we lose again you know it, it's squeaky bum because then you've got okay two home games and you've got psv away which is probably the worst team in the group but you you can't really make any mistakes from that point onwards. so it's quite an important mm. game for us to just get something otherwise we could be back to the old uh Europa League anthem which would be a well yeah honestly I like it would be uh, a bit disaster. So, we need to get something. I think we'll be fine. I hope we play better than we did against Chelsea. But it's a tough ground to, to go and actually get a result that I mean, you saw to United right. last year. Um, tough atmosphere. Uh, the one you managed to uh,
2: Europa League as
1: well in the past. They know what they're doing when it comes well, to Hopefully Europe. they can return to the Europa League. They'll be desperate to get back there. So... <laughs> They'll, they'll no, roll I over don't. and give us the three points. I, I but, don't
0: want to uh, play Sergio Ramos again. I don't want to play Sergio Ramos again. Please.
1: I can't say I'm particularly looking forward to it, Ali. We haven't played Sergio Ramos since 2006, and it's not been a moment too soon, if I'm honest. So it's. uh yeah, he's 38, but you just know he'll be up to his usual bastardry back there, which I'm not particularly... That's his not now.
2: Like he's, he's, He won't be as quick or any, or any other No, he'll no. so no, just be there he'll, to He'll wind be relying on his antics more than ever.
1: He'll be there to wind everyone up, and, you know, he's very good at it. So, yeah, uh, tricky game there. And I think if we win it, we'll be fine. I think we'll win the group quite easily. But if we lose it, then precarious.
0: I... T- i don't know about precarious to be honest like you don't want to game, be on three you, points after three games but you also have the you. two you have two home games coming up after
1: So you, uh, and i think in, we'll win them. The next but game. it's like you're under yeah it, it, we probably then have the easiest three you know you got two home games you got the worst team away in the group but
2: mm-hmm.
1: it, even if we had to win the last group game to go through like it's you never we lost them last year in the europa league like these away games in europe are tricky like they are hard you, Definitely. you've not been in the Champions League for six years like it's easy to kind of forget that you don't get easy games off some of these sides like they're tactically astute and yeah we don't have a particularly good european record so i'm not taking anything for granted um we need to play better than we did in the last game certainly
0: mm-hmm. all righty so, looking forward we'll see. To, to those really good champions league week actually looking at the fixtures. Um, And uh, we play to lose in the Europa League. Whoa. whoa, whoa. I thought you should play to win. No? Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's terrible. That's absolutely terrible.
0: All right, shortcake of the week. I'm going to put forward the two candidates this week. uh, Because our good friend, our good Leeds United supporter. Oh, what did I do there?
2: That was me. I was a bit late on. I just noticed there's a new soundboard on, uh, on Discord.
0: Yeah, I, I forgot all about the soundboard.
2: I, 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 this one actually probably would have been more appropriate. <laughs> oh dear, I love that. <laughs> I should have had that ready actually. Gets, time, yeah, get it
0: ready for next time. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's that's, that's amazing. Why didn't I think of using it? Just too focused on the podcast. I didn't think um, that. that. <laughs> Shortcake of the week. I'm gonna put the two candidates for it this time because. There is one obvious candidate, Gary O'Neill, getting one over his former employers. We bring it up so yeah. much how Bournemouth are... As Fogel predicted. Uh, exactly. <laughs> um, as he predicted, of course, but we bring it up uh, all the time of how Wolves are doing better than Bournemouth, and uh, that that was yeah. that was like... Yeah, that, are you going to mention a, a your prediction there, Ali, uh, on uh, Bournemouth? Uh, you no, were pretty big we on only... Bournemouth, weren't you?
1: I we only see the
0: good ones. Uh, I'm gonna abstain. <laughs> no, it's not looking good, is it? <laughs> yep. Tell you,
1: um, I tell say Ferg was loving the soundboard now. He's absolutely. I'm gonna him. do
2: everybody's head and head him with it now. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: God, what have we he created here? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so the other candidate is Crescencio Somerville, our good friend of the pod, uh, uh, Ferg. Gus Collins, FJ, otherwise known as FJC. He's been on the podcast for quite a few times. Not this season because Leeds went down, but uh, Crescencio Somerville is one, incredibly short. Two, scored two really good goals. Um, the, so Leeds United won at Norwich, 4-3, and that was the comeback. So it was just Crescencio Somerville scoring two goals. And uh, sealing the the comeback win over over Norwich City. Obviously, a really good team and very important three points. The championship actually has, like, Ipswich Town and Leicester City. Ipswich Town and Leicester City. uh, Mm. That's kind of the top two. I think Mm. Leicester is first. And then there's a really big gap to the playoffs. But uh, Leeds are closing in a little bit. So it was actually a massive win for them.
2: Uh, Yeah, the bits I saw of Leeds at the start of the season, they... Um, I thought they were unlucky at times, and, and uh, but they've they've got really good attacking options for the championship. That, like Nanto's still there, isn't
0: he? Nanto's there. Yeah. Well, and then there's Somerville and uh, uh, Perot Rutter as well. Side. Yeah, Jorginho yeah. Rutter. Yeah. So, Jorginho Rutter. Jorginho Rutter. What I've been hearing, and I uh, shout uh, not the top twenty. They're the ones that really kicked me up with the lower divisions because I just haven't watched enough um what they're saying about rudder is that he's incredibly fun but just like he will he'll pirouette 360s go around two players and then the following chance he'll just sky it from six yards out with the goal empty like he's that sort of sort of player supposed to be a striker but he's actually just an incredibly fun ball carrier um but yeah, a very fascinating player, because I, I didn't know why they signed him for that much money when they needed goals, and yeah. he's one that scored two goals as a starter uh, for the, the previous season. But um, okay, let's pick our winner then. I'm going with my player. boy. Obviously. I know yeah, that. I know for me. I know that. Uh, Harry?
1: Have I got casting vote here then? Is that is that
0: yeah just go for whoever you I, I,
1: do you know what i if i nominate gary o'neill too many times for this award and people are going to start getting the wrong idea so yeah, i, I might have to go like... yeah i think i might have to go with somerville
0: we need like a short king moment of the season or something like that yeah. but i think this deserves its own award and we've given it so many times to gary o'neill and we have had him dominated uh, nominated dominated nominated yeah uh, he has dominated uh, the the award in particular, and been nominated for uh, short king of the season last season. Crescential Somerville, not so much. I just want to yeah. give him the give him his flowers. So we'll do that. Crescential Somerville. Yeah. Uh, hope you're happy, Fergus. So yeah, yeah. It's, actually
2: good, it's actually a good actually a good point. If, if the listeners want to suggest their short kings of the week um, at, on the weekend, uh, do tweet
0: Yeah. What's yes. a, what's our app? Jf underscore pod on uh on Twitter and on Instagram and uh yeah, just message us there and you know submit your suggestions or if any short king worldwide does something, yeah, let us know yeah you know we need to give short King's recognition something something here. good something good of yeah. course yes yeah. uh okay, well, that ends the episode for this week Crescencio Somerville, well done I'm gonna play my favorite great name. Episode. Great name, Crescencio. It's good. All right, enjoy the Champions League, everybody. Um, Virgo, go get rested. Congrats on your move.
2: New place. way
0: hey. hey. All right. I'll see you guys later. Cheers, everyone. We'll see you next week. I'll be well. Nice one.